Now in Burrowhead. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high. Floating in the air. And it is good. Good. Burrowhead my ass. They said they run the damn AFC. They lie. They said we wasn't going to whoop their ass. They lie. You can't doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions. Hello and welcome to the Arrowheads Abroad Super Bowl Preview Podcast. I, I am uh, Duncan Smart uh, in the hosting chair today and I am joined by two men that nobody would ever call a jabroni. Men that know <laughs> exactly when to... Oh no, I've, oh, I've cocked it up. No, exactly. They know their roles and they will open their mouths. It's uh, Tom... Role, do you uh, well, that's Neil Blair you've just heard. Hello. And Tom O'Neill. Hello, hello. Hello, right, guys. Um, this is becoming a bit of a, a bit of a regular. This uh, old uh, Super Bowl previews. How many of these have we done now? Well, three. We've yeah. done all three, haven't we? We've been doing this long enough yeah. to do all three. Yeah, we have. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's the co- you, you let's, let's be honest. Well, what's the common denominator? Well, dude, that that was the first question I was going to ask. How how does this feel compared to the other ones for you guys? What's your, what's your excitement level? What's your fear levels? How are you feeling? Um, I'm, I'm feeling okay at the moment. Like my, I, I, I'm worried that my fear levels aren't high enough, if that makes sense. Like I, I don't know, we'll get to talk about the Eagles in a bit, but the Chiefs have been here before. They have the experience. I'm not sure how good the Eagles actually are when they play someone good. Um, and like excitement levels, yeah, I, I, I'm more looking forward to you guys coming over than I am the game, to be honest with you. Um, I'm looking forward to that the most, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely really excited about the game. I'm genuinely really excited about the being in Dublin to watch it with you guys. Um, the nervous level is through the roof because I've got to get on a plane before then, which is <laughs> just a major concern of my big metal object flying through the air. So I'm not particularly infused about that, but I think once we be there, it'd be amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. I think the first one, I was a like absolute nervous wreck, and then the second one, I was too confident for the books one, and what happened, I didn't foresee happening. That the, like. I, for me, it's it's as long as we're in a game, I think that's great. Like the books was like the worst nightmare because yeah. it was just like we'd lost. It felt like we'd lost from like the first quarter. Yeah. It didn't feel like we we're gonna turn it around. So I don't know. I feel I feel like this one's gonna be competitive no matter what. And I feel like if we've got a chance at the end, then that'll be amazing. So yeah, I think it's. I think I think I'm as excited as I was about the other ones. Well, certainly the first one. It was almost like. Is it, is it, was it, was, were we just naive? Because you don't really know what, what could go wrong. Yeah, yeah like, and you, you kind of, I mean, at that point, we just felt invincible at that point, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the second one, like you said, I, 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 that one doesn't sting for me at all, that Bucks one, because, like you said, we just weren't in it, right? There was no, we, yeah. like, from the first 10 minutes, you're like, no, this has gone wrong. Um, it's never a game. No, exactly. And that, that, I have to admit, that was my fear going into the, 
going to the championship game this year that we had done the same with Mahomes injuries we did with the O-line in that game where we convinced ourselves it didn't matter mm. and I was I just had this nagging fear that we've convinced ourselves that Patrick Mahomes ankle doesn't matter or it'll be good enough or whatever the 80 you know one and a half legs of Mahomes yeah it's good enough and that perhaps it was all going to go very very wrong we're obviously um we were obviously wrong about that, which is which is which is great. But this one just like I think I think it was after like after that Bengals game, like the build up was so I don't know if intense is the word, but like there was just so much talking and talking and talking. It really fe- it really felt like a huge game. Mm-hmm. And then after it, the content has just been elite. Like for the for three, four days after it, you just like a sponge, just like give me every piece of Chiefs content you can you can have right now. I want Kelsey interviews. I want Chris Jones. I want Frank Clark. I want all the guys that are in our new intro. You, know, I want everything. And then I watched the franchise the couple of days ago, whenever it came out. Yeah, and I kind of thought, right, that's put that to bed now. And I was thinking about this week, and I was like, I don't. I just like it's a Super Bowl, but like there's, I don't know if it was just the, there was like the Bengals had just been such a feature of our seasons the last two three years. That it was almost like there was something missing this week. Like I don't know if it's the aggro or something. So I've I've been ramping up again. I think in the last few days now we've got sort of Super Bowl week kind of underway, and you're, you're starting to get the coverage back in again. Um, I, I think my excitement is is building again, but I am a little bit like you as well, Neil. I worry that I'm not scared enough about losing. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. Put- Weird Sorry, week. I was just gonna say it's, it's been a weird week because you're right. You had the kind of major reaction to the game, and it was like the Chiefs basically just going at the Bengals for a few days, which was hilarious. And then Justin Reed tweeted, "Wonder how the Jabroni's getting on." Like, I don't know. Like slightly too late. It was been like five days, and I was like, mm, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're over that now." Like. Nah, nah, I don't like that. Just lock in. You've, you're in a Super Bowl now. Like it's kind of passed. And then you're right. It's been quiet again. I wonder if there's a little bit of a kind of almost respect between the two teams, though, because you've got a lot of ties between the two teams with the brothers and the and Andy Reid being the coach of both. And and maybe it's been it's been quite respectful so far. And I've kind of enjoyed that as well. Um, I don't. There's not. I, I don't there's not been that like needly. The there's not been that needly storyline. Like there's been no kind of um brady mahomes you know Mm. goat kind of conversations with there's no real animosity there there's no there's nothing to get your teeth into it's just been nice and and it's just weird it's that's why my excitement levels i think aren't particularly high because it's just been like another game it does there's no kind of intensity yet i suppose I mean, um, who does who does that favour though? Does that favour us, or does that favour them? Like, is there a danger because they effectively had a walkover in their game? Um, you know, is it a danger that like is that the players have peaked too soon, or are we? Is there enough guys? Andrew Reid, Mahomes, Kelsey, Jones, Clark. You know, is is there enough guys there? To keep that in check and just just get everyone else focused. I think they're, yes. I think, I think they're all right. I think we're all right. I, I think the one big advantage we have over the Eagles 
is the fact that we've been here twice recently and we have the key players have the experience of the Super Bowl. So like you just said, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they've all been there, they've all done it. <coughs> and I'm not sure the Eagles have that. <coughs> I think for me, to make fun of for me, it's more like no one wants to lose a Super Bowl, but it's not even the experience of winning a Super Bowl. I think that helps. It's the experience of losing the last one we were in. Because these players, yeah. like, the like our three core players, in fact, you could even, like, extend it to four with Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. They've all won a Super Bowl and lost a Super Bowl. They know what it's like both ways. And you're right, I, I, I worried a little bit that our Super Bowl was the Bengals game. But I just think they know what it's like to lose this game, whereas... Jalen Hurts doesn't, and it sounds such a weird thing because, like, really, that shouldn't matter. But I feel like they just know how to how to win that game now. That's what I hope, anyway. Yeah, so we should we should look ahead uh, to to the game as a as as a game, I guess, rather than a the kind of full spectacle, because I'm pretty sure that's how the how the players kind of lock into it so I think that what what I thought I would do is just pose you guys a question um, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl because X and Tom what's your X um, I'm going to go with they lost the Super Bowl last time because of their O-line and they spent the whole time in that off season rebuilding the O-line for this moment and they need that O-line more than ever because their quarterback still realistically only has one good foot. That's my answer. The O-line. Now, what were you, what were you Neil? The, you know, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, it's because, of, it's because of what? They took the lead early and forced the Eagles to play from behind. Um, the Eagles have hardly trailed all season and that's meant they could play the game on their terms, they could run the ball, they could pass the ball, they could do what they want. If we can get an early lead and turn it into Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, versus Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, there's only one winner of that. Yeah. I think I think for me it's it's just it's just reading Mahomes and just the difference that they can they can make you saw like the in the Jaguars game where he got hurt and I said to come off and then like I think did we get did we get a field goal right after it? I, I can't I can't remember. But basically, Andy Reid's on the sideline. He has to take Mahomes out. Obviously, very short notice. He's got. He's then got Mahomes in his ear trying to get back on the on the field. He's got ninety eight yards of, of of you know, ninety eight yards to go, and all he does is just whatever flip whatever switch he's got in his brain calls a completely different game and gets Chad Henney all the way down the field. And scores a touchdown. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, he he just I think he just understands what needs to be done. You know, in you know, in certain situations and he can he's he's got a play or a move or a thought for any situation. And we saw it again just last week, you know, where I mean but for a, a, you know, a couple of times when Mahomes kinda of rolls out the pocket and has to scamper a little bit. You know, you wouldn't have known that he was hurt. That could have been any mid-season game that we played. 
that they called like that. I, I just think Mahomes and Andy Reid together are a, are a, a complete a complete X factor, a total difference maker. Yeah, I was I I was On the fl- I said to I said to Neil before I I was watching um like some breakdowns and they were looking at the rosters and they're saying oh the Eagles rosters better here 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 like they've got the better roster blah, blah, blah. but then I was just thinking like exactly to your point Dunk they've got Andy Reid Patrick Mahomes the two most important positions in my opinion we win that that kind of battle and I think they're the two positions that can impact the outcome of this game the most. It's not going to be on corners. It, like you know, for me, it's not. Oh, they've got better corners. Well, yeah, that's not going to impact the the result of the game so much. You wouldn't. You'd like to think anyway. No, I think about the rosters. It's like I think that um, like there's this kind of weird sort of diametrically opposite parallels, if if those things even exist, to 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 sort of some of the key storylines. I was thinking, I, I like seeing the same thing as you. But yeah, like. Probably that like the Eagles, like in some ways you want it to be a fairy tale story with this like young quarterback that perhaps not everybody massively believed in early doors, who's you know kind of put a team on his back in a you know and, and dragged them through. But but you know by the flip side, the Eagles were consensus top two or three team in the NFC. There's this is no surprise Super Bowl, right? There's no there's no Cinderella story here, and. Realistically, they like they, they went out and tried to get whoever they tried to get as a, a receiver, and in the end, they, they traded away a first round pick to get an established name like AJ Brown, who's ended up being awesome for them. Whereas on the flip side, our star wide receiver decided he wanted more money than God, so we traded him away and replaced him with a cornerback effect, you know, and a um. And a linebacker and another um, another wide receiver. You know, it's a there's such a strange parallels to the way that the, the two teams have, have done it differently. And, and, and to me, that just shows I to heart back on, you know, on Mahomes. Like, yes, the Eagles roster, man for man, may be better, but Patrick Mahomes is so far ahead of anyone else playing this game that I think he's he's like the, he just you just can't underestimate how much of a difference he makes. If you think about that, then what's our floor going forward in the future? Because, um, like, you're absolutely right. Mahomes elevates everything within the team, and ha- even losing those players, you know this. This was this is a free swing at a Super Bowl because we weren't supposed to be here this season. Like the everyone else retooled, and we traded away Tyreek Hill. Like. We weren't supposed to be at this, and a lot of that's to do with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like, when they do actually have the cap space to make moves that they want to move, mm. like AFC Championship every year, is that realistically is that? Should tell you what, like, what we're looking at. To, to answer your question, I, 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 don't, I just don't know because, like you said, this could be the worst roster the Chiefs have in the next ten years. It just sounds so arrogant, and I, I'm aware I of how it sounds. But yeah, I, I don't. It doesn't, think, it I don't doesn't think you make can it wrong. Guarantee AFC Championship games, but like, I'd say minimum like divisional round. Yeah, no, I, I said in another WhatsApp group with you, Neil, for for the one for the, the KC trip, and again, yeah. this is not to sound arrogant, but this is our floor. This is yeah. if you if you think 
I'm going to say our floor. I mean, like you've just said, this is, you know, we, we, we won't know how good this roster is for a couple of years until sort of these rookies come into their own. But it's the least experienced roster we've had. It's the one that's the least, the least proven. You know, we're, we're relying on Frank Clark as a, you know, as a, as a fairly regular starter on one side. Um, and look, look how far we've got. And this is the year where a Hall of Fame quarterback came into our uh, our division. The the Chargers added um, Khalil Mack, Khalil who Mack. was meant to be the missing piece for them. The Bills, who couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes in the, in the divisional game last year, got in a Hall of Fame guy in Von Miller, who was meant to be their missing piece. The Bengals have still got, um, you know, all of their, you know, the, the best offense has been assembled for however long. And they couldn't beat us. And under no circumstances am I saying that we will host the championship game every single year. But what I'm saying is this is like, this is how good we've been in what is, in, in what is the, I don't want to say worst, because that, like, the I, like you say, the, yeah, yeah, the retooling year, like the least, the least secure, the least, um, the least tested roster that we've got, and this is where we've got to. It, like, I, it's just incredible to to think that if you're if you're the Chargers or the Broncos, what are you thinking? You're looking at going. We threw everything at it this year, everything, and and in, in a lot of cases, literally everything. Yeah, exactly. What 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 are you thinking? What what can you do? What can you do? It boggles me. Yeah, Sean Payton. <laughs> Like if you if you think about it, we went into this year, I know, and I I know Neil, you you said you didn't even know if we we're gonna win the division. Like, no. that's you know, we didn't know what this team was gonna look like, and rightfully so. You know, you you brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, who yes, we thought he was gonna be good, but you didn't know what he was gonna look like. MVS was a very kind of meh signing at the time. You've got all of the rookies. You've got rid of Tyreek Hill. You just didn't know what it was going to look like. Meanwhile, everyone else is getting kind of stronger, so to speak. And I don't mean this is—I don't mean this to go back to the Bengals and just throw shade, but it does make me wonder. Another quarterback that they're trying to put on the same level as Mahomes and Joe Burrow. What what would what would Joe Burrow look like in this offense? Because I don't think you have had the same production. No. Mahomes no. is just so good at elevating his own play and elevating people around him. Like you look at look at how Joe Burrow's gone through the roof, but look at all of his weapons. And I know that was said about Mahomes for so many years, but I think he's proven this year that he's just so good, <laughs> just with whatever but, he's put. With. He was throwing some off last weekend. Yeah, I mean, in, in the end, at the end of that Bengals game, effectively what they were doing was just throwing Yolo balls up to T Higgins and Chase, yeah. knowing that they are. Mm-hmm six inches taller than a lot of our corners and can get up above them yeah. right that's not like it's not offense really that, no, no it's not and it, it, like if that works it looks great but then um the the, the game's decided by two rookies and, and cook and them um, oh either watson. williams or watson i'm never going to get them not mixed up you know you know picking them off at the end like that's that, that's what we that's what we reduced the the so-called best Offense too, and that's not Patrick Mahomes doing that. That's our defense with what eight rookies starting or something like that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, we said for so many years we just need to have an average defense, and it's like I'm, you know, 
the, the Packers had that argument about, oh, we, you know, we didn't put enough weapons around Aaron Rodgers. And, like, there's, there's that side of me that worries about that with Mahomes, but then there's the other side that goes, get him a defense that can help us. Mm-hmm. You know? Here's, here, here's my Mahomes theory. And I know that we're lucky because he's a year ahead of guys like Allen, Herbert, Burrow, that sort of stuff. So I, I know that we're a bit lucky in that, in that regard. But we got, our con- we got his contract done. Okay, we're back, folks. Uh, slight technical issue there, so we've had to, to restart the recording. So if it sounds a bit clunky there, then apologies. Uh, I think you just missed me going off on one a little bit <laughs> about Patrick Mahomes and how Brett Veach particularly has had an absolute blinder and put everyone else in the NFL on the back foot with Mahomes and his contract. Now, mm-hmm. as we're saying, I know that we are lucky because we're a year ahead of this, so we can kind of dictate the market slightly because of Mahomes, but just because Mahomes coming out of that draft a year ahead of other guys. But the way that the contract's worked out, he gets paid a shit ton of money, and every year we can do these rolling guarantees. There's a, there's a really good SI article done this week about Veach and the sort of the, the you know the big five-year plan they've had in place for Mahomes and the contracts and that sort of stuff. So he gets paid a lot of money, but it's also you know, we, everyone's spoken so much about this like team-friendly structure that they've got going on. And then we've got the guys that come behind him, Allen, Herbert, Burrow. Mm-hmm. Lots of these guys are going to go over the top of him. I think Josh Allen's kind of slotted in, is he sort of three to five million behind him? Depending on yeah. what year, right? And my view is that Patrick Mahomes is so good that there's nothing that these teams can do with the three to five million pounds that you save. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To make up the difference, nothing. Yeah, especially that, with the way he's drafted late in the draft. I totally agree. Yeah, there's just nothing they can do. Like you need to, like, in some ways you almost need to to take twenty million off the money so you can get Tyreek Hill in. You know, somebody who is that a difference unique. maker. Yeah, exactly. And they can't move but, move the needle enough. You're right. No, I, I just don't, I don't think they can, and especially when these guys come over the top, like the the, the newer guys, the cap goes up. Um, Burrow, uh, I mean, Kyler, Kyler Murray gets 50 million a year, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, right, he, he's he got a unique skill set, he's good. And just the way the NFL works is that one contract butts up against the one ahead of it. Like, that's not the way it has to be done. Surely you should be looking at it going, what do I need to bridge the gap? If you're if you're the guy that's doing, going to do Herbert's contract, I, I don't know what the Chargers GM's called, the guy that's going to do the Herbert's contract, you need to, surely the smart way to think of it is not where does he sit in the rank, right? He's maybe third, so we'll pay him as the third best quarterback. You need to think how much money or what do I need to give um, Herbert, you know, so that to, to put him on a level playing field with Mahomes. And you can't do it with three million dollars. Well, the thing you're saying as well is like you know how, yes, the the contracts are going to come over the top of, of Mahomes and then you're looking, well, they could argue, yeah, but the cap space is going up, so that's fine. The only person that benefits is the Chiefs because yep. cause mm-hmm. we've got, we're the only one gaining cap space from that yes. situation as well. Um, Completely. So it's like, what, it's going to be more than like 220 million, is it? Like next year? Yes, 224 or 226, I think. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much more that's going up, but that's that's just money that the Chiefs are gaining for nothing almost. It's... I've just seen it's 208 this year, and it's gone up to 220. 
So we just get twelve million cap space. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's a that's a kind of really good quality starter or a few that we can yeah. add for for that money and like you know, it's just just going back to the draft as well. Like when he's drafting cornerbacks and running backs and right guards in like late rounds that are good quality starters for us that we're paying nothing. You know, we're lucky that he's hit on those, but that is that is exactly what you need <laughs> when you when you've got Patrick Mahomes who's who's doing all the work for you anyway on on the offensive side of the ball and then to be able to build your team like that is is some going really. Is it luck though, like getting those guys late on or is it just really good scouting and some savvy drafting? Well, I know just, that I, I always think singles, doesn't he? Like I know, I always think the draft the draft's a lottery, but God, he, he waits it in his favour. To make it eight of nine guys that we drafted this year start well started but played snaps in mm-hmm. yeah in in the Bengals game there. I mean that's that's a good hit rate. I think what he's done particularly with the um, with the guys in the in the DBs is like I don't think they didn't say all start the season as starters right, which is fine. The their young guys drafted you know kind of low down. But they've also seen enough of them through camp and like the preseason to say, like, fine, you guys are on the roster, and so when when it's your time, you're in, no questions asked. We're not going to kind of, we're not going to protect you. We're not going to, you know, kind of hide you. It's just it's fine if it's if it's if it's your turn, then you're up, and that must put just give the guys so much confidence. And they cut and, Rashad Fenton as well to prove yeah, that point as well. Exactly, so much confidence and, and like the room. To fail almost, and it's like it's fine. Like like the Sky Moore's another example. It's like just just keep just just keep going. We like we believe in you. We know what you can do. Just just mm-hmm. keep doing it, and I, like the games come back to them and so, almost you know and they they by the time and I can't, I've said this in it as well. Like by the time the really serious football comes around in January and February. These guys, these guys are much happier in their role in the teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they've just, they've just done that perfectly this year. Was it Nate Taylor on Times Hours who was talking about Skymore returning punts, and he was saying yeah. Yeah. that essentially the Chiefs have just said Skymore, like you're grand, don't worry about it. It's you, you've been fine. And well, he said he didn't want to do it, and they were no, like, he no, didn't. They're like, yeah, on. keep going, just keep yeah. going. You'll be, you'll be fine with it, and just the amount of faith they showed in him and he was like well I guess there must be something I'm doing right that they see in me because mm. they keep putting me out there and exactly what you're saying there giving these guys confidence by having confidence in them we all, we all, we've said so many times that Andy Reid doesn't like to put the rookies in especially on offence mm. and that, was it, there was one of the games I can't remember which one Skymer muffed a punt but like I think we got the ball back pick a few but he but he he got the ball. He got a he yeah, got a target on that drive. Yeah, he got it next so like, play. Yeah, yeah like, he got very nice play. like that's like if, if Andre doesn't like playing the rookies, that's that I mean that that's not a man that doesn't like playing rookies to me. That's just a man that that likes to be in control and, and know what he's doing. But he's absolutely knows. Fine, you, you you'll get the ball and, and we've got no we've got no qualms about you dropping this one. It's fine. I, I just some, think it's brilliant. There's been some really good content come out this week just from the interviews like on the media night and stuff. Joshua Williams was interviewed and he, he was saying how like 
he didn't even know if he was going to make the team. He didn't even expect to kind of make the team at the start of this year. And it's like, he's he's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. That's, that's such a great achievement. And then there was another one about the DBs created a um, like a study class at the start of the year because they realised that they'd have to get up to speed quick because it was likely that they were going to be playing. And I think that's just things like that are just so fascinating to me, like how... How the, how the teams come together and the fact that like they've all worked together like that's that's really you look cool, at Mah- like. Mahomes's um, wide receiver minicamp that he held down mm-hmm. in Texas where they were installing plays for the offense and Andy Reid wasn't even there they were, it was just like working on yeah. you know timing and kind of sight adjustments and all those kind of things in the off season just under Mahomes's own tutelage I mean that stuff like that's fantastic and I'm sure that comes down to like as a as an organ like organizational excellence where they're just like this is there's there's a base level that we expect from everyone. Yeah. And like it's up to you guys to get here, but once you do, the rewards are, you know, infinite. Once, Repeated once Super Bowls. Yeah. Well mm-hmm. I, I, exactly. And it's like, well fine, like if you wanna, you know, arse about and, you know, rest on your laurels and think that just making a roster's, you know, the be all and end all that's fine. But you'll not be here for very long, mm-hmm. you know. And good luck finding your next roster. And the, on the flip side, where they're like, no, if you're going to work hard, put the same effort and ethic in that that the guys at the top of the roster do, then you're one of our guys, and you're 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 good by us. You, you know, mm-hmm. welcome to your four or five year career at Kansas City. Yeah, it's, I think it's brilliant. If you can gain it's his just trust, a, it's yeah. a, it's a really, really well-run organisation from top to bottom, on the field and off the field. And that's why we're in three Super Bowls out of yeah, four. Absolutely. And it's so, mad because I don't like half the decisions they make a lot of the time. <laughs> but, they I mean? but they work. But they work out. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, I mean, we've, we've all spoken about, about I don't necessarily like the type of edge players that they go and get. I don't necessarily like the type of wide receivers they go and get. I don't like them taking a centre in the second round because I wanted a flashy player. I don't like them taking linebackers <laughs> in the second round twice in two years. But I'm not a very good GM, and that's fine. <laughs> Brett Veach is. <laughs> so this year, when they take a, I don't know, someone I don't want in the draft, I'm just going to be like, I'm sure he'll be great. <laughs> they got a linebacker in the second round. Yeah, yeah. Thomas going, no. I can lose my mind. 2am in the morning because we're at the back half of the draft. <laughs> right. Well, speaking about the game, that's good. I said this in another group, like, pick it, pow. It's, it's, the, the, Miami have fucked the whole draft up because, you, you know, there's 31 picks in the first round, which mm-hmm. um, that's a complicated number to try to get ahead around. But just picking last in a home draft is going to be a massive, massive flex. I can't, I can't wait for that. But right. first, we need to beat the Eagles. So, yes. to look to after that's a, fun, a really fun digression, actually. Uh, but back to the Eagles, we, we've done the reasons that the Chiefs will win. So, how about to take, take a little bit of navel gazing and just if the Chiefs lose on Sunday, it's because of what? We can't stop them running the ball because that sets up their whole playbook. Then they take play action shots off that and. Then you got AJ Brown involved and Dallas Goddard, and if if they can run the ball and control the tempo of the game, they'll give us problems. If we can dictate to them what they can and can't do, then 
we'll be fine. I'm. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know, but I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go somewhere on the defense because I think, I think the Chiefs' offense versus the Eagles' defense is kind of like the matchup everyone wants to see almost. Um, they're the kind of two units that's spoken about, but I, I just think the Chiefs will get theirs. I think they'll get yeah. points. I think it's, it's, it's almost inevitable, and then it's going to come down to. Like you said, Neil, earlier, making Jalen Hurts throw the ball. Yeah. So that ties the def- into your the defense, point perfectly. In, like, the defense will the win ball. us the game. That If we win the game, it's because of the defense and not the offense. Because I think the offense will score points regardless. Yeah. Give me Andy and Patrick against any number one defense you care to main mm. with any pass rushers. They made San Francisco look stupid earlier in the season. And their defense is phenomenal, uh, and I fully expect that with an extra week to prepare, like they'll be able to do the same again to the Eagles. We'll score points. It's can we stop them scoring as many? Yeah, I feel like you hold them under thirty. Like we've yeah. got a major chance there. So, I mean, going to the question, Dunk, I'd be right there with Neil. Is like if we lose, it's because the Eagles' O line has had their way, whether that's in pass protection or, or. or Run blocking. I've does heard. does does the fact that the Eagles are coming off of a almost historically productive season and getting to the quarterback does that worry you at all? I mean, we've spoken no, about, certainly WhatsApp groups about Orlando Brown and um, Andrew Wiley and how good or otherwise they are versus let's let's say how good they are versus how good one of them is versus expectations. Let's put it that way. Does does that worry you at all? No, because they've played some awful, awful offences. And um, I was saying to Tomo before we started recording earlier, the Eagles remind me of the Bills last year and all the hype about the Bills last year. And oh, they've got this amazing defence. They're number one ranked in this, that and the other and they're fantastic. And they've got this great rushing quarterback and then they've got Stefan Diggs and all of that. But the Bills never played anyone last year. They had a ridiculously easy schedule. And the list of quarterbacks they played against was horrendous. And then if you look at who the Eagles have played against this year, the list of quarterbacks is horrendous. Like, probably worse than the Bills played last year, if that's possible. And you you can't really get a good judge on how good the Eagles actually are because they were never really challenged because the teams that were playing were so bloody bad. If if our receivers are back, I, I know McCall's obviously not going to make it, but if our receivers are back and, and Mahomes is operable, they haven't faced an offence like this all year. And I think no, the 49ers not even were close. in a very, very similar boat when they played us as well. Yep, not even close. And Andy's not going to be hiding anything in this game. It's not like you've got to worry about like the bad the bad script coming out like this is no, going to be no. grade A stuff so yeah I'd, I'd really like to and, and the fact they've lost a Super Bowl because of not being able to protect their quarterback I'd like to think that they've got <laughs> I think I'd like to think that they've got this bit figured out you'd really really like to hope that it's, we're not going to get killed by pressure this game yep yeah and for, for all the sort of mid-season Flack that that the line took. I think that when when they've played well, they, they've 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 really played pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
and they certainly did a good job last week of, of keeping Mahomes upright and giving him a decent pocket to work from so yeah you'd, you'd hope that, that that's sorted out well, I think you, you made a really good point in one of the WhatsApp groups last week or the week before saying the regular season performances don't really matter it's and I'm, I'm paraphrasing you here and you can kind of clarify what you said but essentially it doesn't matter if Frank Clark's shit between weeks 1 and 17 Frank Clark in the playoffs is like third all time in leading in sacks mm -hmm. that's when it matters yeah and that's again that's another one of my massively arrogant statements this week that, that isn't intended to be that and I think that uh, almost my point was like we've got we've got a WhatsApp group and there are some folk in it that are it's, it's great fun watching the games uh your phone battery just zoom down <laughs> in seconds Mute. but it's Mute. but it's been it's been really good fun watching the games like with all the guys that we're in Kansas City with and some of the other guys in the WhatsApp group right but it can be quite reactionary at times mm -hmm. and my point to it was like Orlando Brown being shit in week four Frank Clark having you know, no sacks against the Bengals or the Bills in week six or eight or whatever it was, you know, or Marcus Valdez, Scantling, you know, having drops early season. Like, I'm, I'm just going to stop having wide-reaching takes based on individual moments in the, re in, you know, in the early part of the regular season because they're pointless. The coaches are not looking at that. They're looking at the bigger picture. They're looking at how things are building week on week. They're looking at what players are doing, you know, you know, like week on week in certain key situations, like they're looking for them to, you know, to hit certain markers, you know, through the season. Like the, the fact that Frank Clark has, I don't know how many regular season sacks, doesn't matter. If he gets, like, he got, but if it was two last week, Chris Jones finally got two. There's the flip side. The, the flip side of, like, of of the regular season matter. Everyone, like, Chris Jones is the best interior pass rusher in the league. And he didn't have any postseason sacks at all mm -hmm. until last week. Right, so I, I guess my point is this is when it really matters and as a, a team as good as the Chiefs, what, what we're doing through the whole season is trying to win, obviously trying to win every game, but trying to win every game in a fashion that means that you're getting better and better and better and better, winning enough games to win your division first off, to have as high a seed as possible, to get as many potential home playoff games as possible, and to be played, to be fit and healthy, and playing your best football after Christmas. That is the aim of the season. It is not to go out scoring forty points against the Bengals in week six, or you know, no one's looking at the first game against the Cardinals when we mullered them, saying this is it, this is a complete team, because that's not what, that's not how the coaches and the staff and the front office and the players look at it. And we need to think more like them, I think, when we're kind of just looking and talking about about the team it's always it's always always looking towards playing games now i think you're totally right i, I think the bills right are a prime example of this i feel like they peak at like week 14 and then from week 14 every single year they're just on a slightly downwards trajectory whereas the chiefs play all these weird games and they just look kind of hints of genius and then other times it just looks like a like a mess and then they'll just like a really underwhelming win against like the Raiders or the Broncos and then you get into the playoffs and all of a sudden they're like 
oh, oh, they, oh, they are good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Like, the, but the Bills do it the opposite way around. They look like a, they're, they're everyone's darlings that are like the best team in the league, and then it comes to crunch time, and they're like, they're, they're just a shell of themselves. It's, it's happened a few times. Like, they, I mean, we beat them a couple of years ago. We were talking about it in the divisional round where they just, mm-hmm. they just didn't show up, and that year they were unreal. Happens all the time. You can you can peak too soon, as we said earlier about drinking yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Yes. Concerned <laughs> well, about that. Absolutely. So let's let's all be Chiefs on Sunday and not Bills. Yeah. Right. That's our new mantra for the week. Right. Someone yeah. note that down. Because uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Let's let's look towards the game. We spoke about how kind of where it can be won and lost, but let's let's talk about players and perhaps let's. Um, Perhaps let's not talk about Patrick Mahomes, but which which Chiefs player do you, do you think which Chiefs player that no one else is talking about do you think can make a difference? Right. So let's let's not say let's not say Mahomes, Jones, or Kelsey. Oh, I got one. Yeah, go for I have it. one as well. Go on, you go yeah. first now. Kadarius Tony. Um, to keep their pass rush off balance, you look at what we did to the Forty ers and their really good pass rush. We jet sweep the shit out of them. And we threw screens, and I think that that would be a quite replicable approach in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Sky Moore, for the love of God, stop giving him jet sweeps. It's not. <laughs> it is not working, Andy. <laughs> Don't do it. Might but be able to, to MVS, to be honest, the way he looks. I, I thought, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I did wonder to myself the other day why we don't do that. Um, but Kadarius Tony, on the ones that he's done, looks unreal, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he he looks like someone who should be running jet sweeps. He's my kind of um, player, man. He's so twitchy, I love it. Yeah, so I think if if he plays well, and we can keep their pass rush off balance, then we'll keep Mahomes upright and healthy enough to do enough damage to put up enough points to win. Hmm. Cool. Mine's in a similar vein. I'm going to go with Jet McKinnon because. Obviously, he had that spell near the end of the season where he kept scoring, um, like receiving touchdowns. Um, I can see that being a factor, but also we're going to need his pass protection, um, and he's just a bit of a Swiss Army knife that I think is going to be an essential type of player to have in a game like this. On a big down, you might need him to a big catch out the backfield, or you might need him to block a San Reddick. <laughs> <He's> just <laughs> you don't know, but he's good at both and he doesn't, I, I he doesn't necessarily just, need him to run the ball but just catch the ball and block people <laughs> he doesn't just he doesn't even block the guy that's that's coming from him he blocks the guy six yards behind him holy crap he loves it yeah uh, you just wicked man like he, yeah, you see he had that really hot streak through he set all the records in December like seven was it seven games in a row with receiving touchdown something stupid like that and he kind of hasn't he kind of hasn't he hasn't flashed as much kind of with the ball recently but you absolutely know that reading Bienemy and Mahomes love him for the stuff he does. Mm. It's these these guys that are willing to to get their hands dirty and yeah, really 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 go into the sort of dark places. I think that 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 these guys love. Yeah, that's that's he's he's mine. I, I can just see. It's like if you're going to run Wasp, he's the guy that you want blocking as you're running <laughs> yeah. back. It's like yeah. uh, you know, like the um, you know, Damian Williams in the Forty Nine ers Super Bowl. I could just. They just got images of Jet McKinnon just running for the pylon. With Michael, <laughs> wow, if it's Michael, Michael Burton setting an edge the same way that Sherman did for that one. <laughs> yeah. well, right. You never know. 
Uh, that's one thing, just slightly off topic, I'm really excited for. Just see what, what tricks Andy Reid's got up his sleeve, because he always has a little something in, in these games. So. Well, that's, that's, that, was, that was going to be my next question. Tell us about your dream. Oh, okay, so... Tomo, you go first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I, I text Duncan <laughs> shortly after waking up the other day, because I woke up just after a dream of uh, Colin Saunders taking a direct snap for a QB sneak the other day. And um, it got me like my, you know, most people wake up and have very different thoughts. So I was thinking, why don't we run Collins? <laughs> Sam, Sam, wake up. Why don't we run Collins Saunders as QB sneak? Why for, does for that anyone, not happen? <laughs> for anyone who's relatively to, new to, to us or the, the podcast, we've had this, Collins Saunders has, has been a favourite of ours for a long, long time. And we have been calling for him. Big man today. Yeah, to, to get involved in the yeah. offense because, like, <laughs> I just either because anyone that's, that's seen the clips of him playing basketball and the man, the man has skills. He can he can move. But people that like big men that move that way scare the bejesus out of me. Like they're just like, yeah. I just I just don't understand it. Um, it, 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 it scares me. But like, yeah, like he's uh, he's talking about Spasani now. So you just think that stick him out there, and you don't know like you could do the Dontari pull. Like you say you could you could catch the ball. He nearly caught the ball. Um, and that that same game we did the Mahomes uh, missed him, didn't the, he? Yeah, was it the Raiders game? Yeah. Oh, I mean that just would have been beautiful. But yeah, I can I can hundred percent see him see him doing that because like the when we had the proper O line, you think I think it was in the first drive of the Miami um, the, the Niners uh, Super Bowl mm. where we did Rose Bowl. It was yeah. So like. That, uh, that that's my that was my bold prediction. I think one of the uh, the gridiron guys or something put out a tweet like, "Give us your bold predictions." Reminds a trick player in our first visit to the red zone because like you know Andy Reid is up for that sort of shenanigans in in a Super Bowl. So I don't understand. The Chiefs can't convert third and one for some reason. Colin Saunders is your answer <laughs> to third and one. I refuse mm-hmm. to believe he can be stopped on third and one on like a fullback power mm-hmm. yep. or dive I, I yep. refuse to believe that man isn't going to fall forwards for a yard Blake Bell Absolutely. Michael Burton pushing him yeah yep. I just yep. if you're going to if you're going to use a tight end why not use Saunders <laughs> just don't understand mm-hmm. it so the fact that I've dreamt about it now um, it might be a, a um, Skybet request a bet um, if someone can remind me on Sunday I'm gonna when they do their request bets. That's what I'm gonna get. Um, I don't know. Over under 0.5 rushing yards. For <laughs> 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 See what odds they'll give me. What a hero! Yeah. I'd take a yeah. piece of that action as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just. Um, I hope it's a fun game. Mm. And I don't necessarily mean a fun game with stuff that we're doing all the tricks. Like you say, I hope it's. I hope it's not spoiled by something like Mahomes getting injured or the O line, or, or even one of their guys. Like, I, I would. Okay, let's be honest, right? If we sat in the pub in Dublin and watched the Chiefs Muller, the the Eagles the same way that they did the Forty ers because they're down to their fifth quarterback, we don't really care at the time. No. In hindsight, we look back and think. Yeah, that wasn't as much fun as it should have been, but at the time, that will be glorious. Yeah. Yep. 
It's like so. I I said to Neil earlier. My, I went over to my my parents' house uh, this afternoon, and my dad said to me, "Is like how's my like you know how's my home? Is he you know is he is he looking better or whatever?" And I was like, "Well, honestly, honestly, nobody knows, right? But you'd expect him to be better than he was. But it really is just one hit, and that goes for Jalen Hurts as well. He's obviously dealing with dealing with his own shoulder issue. I think Neil, you said yes, you know? yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, you know." Uh, it's the same with with this game, just in general, and we've seen with with even more serious things this year in the NFL. But like one hit really can change the outcome of of so much. So we have just got to try. And imagine if we keep imagine him on if we had Chad, Imagine if we had Chad Henney against Gardner Minshew by the fourth quarter. <laughs> I'd take I'd take Chad. Here, here, listen. Anyone, I'm not. I, I won't stand for any Gardner Minshew slander. Anyone that just wants a wonderful thirty seconds of your day. Find the, the the Gridiron magazine. What's there on, on Twitter? They are um, just at at Gridiron. I think they are. Um, it's a British magazine. The guys are out there. They, they spoke to Gardner Minshew. Just you just just listen to to Michael speak to Gardner Minshew about his hair. It's uh, <laughs> it's just it's just it's just wonderful. It's a thing of beauty. It's just, yeah, it's just wonderful. These like. Open night is good for this that sort of like really offhand stuff and like the NFL particularly is really serious and it just it's just made so much better by guys like him who don't take themselves too seriously and are willing to have a little bit of fun and show a little bit of personality especially you know when the stakes are the highest as well that, that can do that um, that's that's that is brilliant all you know more power to Garner Minshew and his uh, and his mullet gospel. But I don't, and I say I don't really want to see him play on Sunday. Like, I guess in all honesty, we don't want to see him play on Sunday because that means that something bad's happened to Jalen Hurts, and we don't we don't want that to be the way that the game's decided. And we especially don't want them to be twenty points up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, God love him, but there's a time and a place, Garner, uh, and Sunday Sunday ain't it. Yeah. Um. Predictions. Yeah. Let's do some predictions. I've got a couple of scores in. Uh, so I'll go first because I've just got them in front of me now. I think, you spoke about getting to 30. I think 30 is a number. I think and if you get to 30, then this is, then you're going to be really hard to beat. Mm. I think, I think it's either going to be 30. I've got two scores in, in at the bookies, 30, 20, 30, 24 Chiefs. I'll, I'll go slightly lower. I'm going to go 27-24 to the Chiefs. Ooh, that was the exact same I was going to go for as well. Really? really? Yeah. What is that? Uh, so how do you see that playing out? Like, uh, like, like last Sunday where uh, Harrison Butker game-winning field goal. You think so? Final drive. Oh, time God. expires. Fifty-five yards. Oh, the pump. <laughs> oh my God! Can the, pump the place oh, would go mental. mental. Absolutely oh, mental. I kind of want that now. <laughs> oh, really so, kind of sorry that. if it's an anticlimax after that, there, but yeah, that, that's yeah. how I'd love to see it go. Do you know what's really funny? I was I was thinking back after the Bengals game because I I seen uh, we've done loads of score predictions, so I was looking back through to see if anyone had got the score the score right, um, and while no one had, ooh, while no one had, I was no, actually, I know that because I put every time we do this, I put a pound. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get the score at the bookies, I'm sure. If we've said it out loud, you need to do it just in case. So yeah. I can I can confirm we've never won one. 
Well, I said to Neil on the podcast before the Bengals game that I thought that the Bengals would have a drive to win the game at the end and it would be um, an interception to the Chiefs that would win mm-hmm. us the game. And mm-hmm. obviously wasn't quite that but we were very close because the Bengals did have a drive close. to win the game and we got an inception so I was actually like do you know what considering I've got absolutely nowhere near I'm going to take that victory lap I'm going to take that yeah, yeah that was that was actually my other bold prediction that I put on Twitter that Hurts is going to throw more picks than than touchdowns Ooh, yeah. so I just one thing I need to be sitting next to Duncan on on Sunday because if Saunders gets in the game at any point on offense we are going to be unbearable <laughs> so I can't what, wait I need to get a piece of this on the sky what if he does he have to report eligible like like I'm just thinking back to the Raiders game where it was whatever it was 99 eligible all the time no no, he no because he's playing fullback yeah or well, at least they've been putting him in at fullback line, so it's fine yeah, if he lined up as a six offensive lineman, then yeah, but I don't see them doing that. I think he'll be in the backfield if he's going to be there. Yeah, same, same, same. It's just the fact that he's made it onto the field twice this year on offense, and I know it hasn't worked out either time. Like, I, I feel like there's something there. I really do. Imagine him, imagine him doing a jet sweep. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what the scariest thing is? He can run a jet sweep quicker than I can. Like, yeah. That is mad. Like last year when the the draft was on, and I I don't know who was it the Eagles. Was it the Eagles defensive tackle they drafted? The 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 guy that ran freaking like, oh, broke yeah, the record yeah, yeah. or something. Jordan Jordan Davis. I was like, so I went to the park and I was like, right, how far is like forty yards? And I was looking at it and I was like, there's no way I can run that in five seconds. No way. Mm. There's no way. I don't understand how these people that are this big are doing that. No. Oh, I said this, my this... head. Scare the bejesus out of me, men like that that run, yeah. that, that run quick like that. You guys, well, the guys listening to anyone from the states might not remember, but the kind of first, the first guy that, that we ever remembered doing that was John Alomu, a rugby, a New Zealand rugby player, yeah. who yeah. is a was a literal giant and could just move so quickly, but also didn't seem to slow down, even though he had some other really big men hanging off of him. Just terif- terrifying stuff, terrifying stuff. But no, Colin, Colin Saunders jet sweep. That's, I it's mean, Colin Saunders ball. What what is more insulting to the opposition, ring of roses or putting Colin Saunders out for a jet sweep? <laughs> it's got Colin, it's Colin Saunders. It's got to be the jet sweep. sweep. <laughs> you see him in him, him in motion. The, the the camera starts shaking because Colin Saunders is in motion. <laughs> Free snap. <laughs> Imagine he runs a jet sweep but throws a pass. Like, yeah. If so you he, hand it off, if you hand it off be to the first drive as well. So what? So we do a Philly special and Colin Saunders throws the oh. pass. Oh. They could do something with the Philly special. That'd be jokes. Oh. Andy doing a Philly special against Philly in this. Oh my gosh. That would be flexing and a half. Wild. I kind of feel that. That would be disrespectful. Do you know what, right? How much would you panic if, like... Because, obviously, it's never really happened to us. Because we, we just do it to everyone else. Like, you know you know, when the Chiefs do, like, Ring of Ring of Roses? If you were the opposition, like, as a fan, I'd be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I just, something's happening. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> something's happening! <laughs> it must be so scary. Like, if Colin Saunders goes out of the field, or, like... 
just they, they line up in a weird way because it works so much for yeah, us. I just like, this... oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. There's just this like five foot ten safety at the back, at the back of the end. So looking back, going, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I yeah, I mean, also, I, I just there's no way we're running a fairly special. I'm not. I don't. I don't care how many points up we are. I'm not. I'm not having my homes up in the air. With some maniac safety flying head first into it into him. Uh we'll not we'll not bother with that. The exciting thing is though, if they're gonna run a trick play, like you said, Dan, it's probably gonna be early in the game before it gets too serious. Mm. <laughs> it's probably gonna be in their scripted fifteen, so it's probably the first couple of drives, so I'm intrigued. Look forward yeah. to it. Right. Yeah. We will. So there we are, Chiefs Kingdom. Um Super Bowl preview. What is this Wednesday evening? Four, four more sleeps. Um, yes. Just, just, just enjoy. P- possibly it, five if you have a nap on yeah. Sunday afternoon. Well, <laughs> no matter, yeah. <laughs> just as long as someone just set an alarm. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just enjoy it, guys. That's the that's our best advice. Um, keep an eye on all the socials. Let us know where you're watching, what you're up to. If 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 you're in Dublin on Sunday, then come along to the wool shed. Um, that's where we'll be. There's, there's twenty odd of us, probably more. You know, going to go and watch it. It's going to be great fun. Or just wherever you are, have a have a great time. Like you see, these um, these are becoming regular, but don't take them for granted because the, the you know we should we should we should always we should always think they're special. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going to say this off in the most fun way that I think I've ever been able to doing a podcast and guys I will see you Sunday yeah oh yeah